Welcome to another episode of Comment Section, a show where we talk about little bits of news and read people's comments, which is something that we've always done because it's a show called Comment always. Section. Always. What do you think we got the name from? Exactly. And uh, this is a special episode because it is an uh, it is the return of uh, the San Diego Comic Con special, San Diego Comic Con 2022. And while we didn't go, we're on the complete opposite side of the country. Yes. Um, we do like to talk about uh, so many goodies get announced, and uh, we like to, to to talk about the all the news that comes out. So uh, let's get into that right now. Um, this is the second episode of this uh, um, of this special. Oh yes, and uh, you can hear more announcements uh, that we touched on in the previous episode. But um, I gotta say, doing it right now, I forgot how much I missed are San Diego Comic-Con episodes. Yeah, it's something um, like, uh, you know, what I didn't think about it while it was gone, but I knew that there was something missing in my life. There was a hole. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and I'm very excited for this one because, dare I say, I'm going to bring up my bit of news that I most want to talk about. All right. And no one else is going to freaking talk about it, so it's got to be me. Apparently. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. And Paul's been threatening me, too, as well. And te- Sorry, not threatening yes. me. Paul- encouraging me. He's been encouraging me. In These text. are the episodes that Paul gets the most stressed out about. <laughs> yeah, he's been encouraging me in text. Like, hey, this is popular now. Bring it up, or, you know. And he somehow... Yes. Did, he, he, he portrayed that through text. He was like... <laughs> yes. I <laughs> mean... God so. only knows what he did to our old producer, Roger. Oh, man. Remember Roger? Remember man. how... Actually, let's... Yeah. Let's move on, because... R.I.P. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul really wants us to get started, so... Yes. Um, do you want to... I mean, I don't know if there's anything else uh, you want to do to start at the episode, but if you wanted to just go straight into... Um, Another uh, point of news. Sure, let's jump into it. Now, a lot of times in our specials, like where we talk about the Batman or Spider-Man No Way Home, we talk about what was your introduction to this franchise. And a lot of times, whenever I talk about Marvel, my introduction to Marvel were the 90s Marvel cartoons particularly Spider-Man the Animated Series, which I love that show so much. If you listen to our Spider-Man Countdown special, which I don't think is out yet, probably won't be released until after this, because this one is more timely. But, uh, you know, that that's my favorite version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But before that show came out, there was another show that I love so much that came out two years before it, and that was the 90s X-Men cartoon, and when when there was a Spider-Man, when I watched Spider-Man, I was a Spider-Man fan, but then when you had X-Men with Spider-Man, I became a Marvel fan, because that's what it takes. You got to have two. You got to at least have two to be a Marvel fan. Yeah. And yeah. we have it where after, I believe it's been 25 years... The X-Men, the animated series, is coming back with new episodes 
on Disney Plus. That's right. It was announced during Disney Plus Day that happened, I believe, in November. And we got some more info about the show. So, well, because we're using a new thing because Zoom sucks, we can't bring up pitch. Yeah. I can't bring up a picture of it, but they Can showed some images of the the upcoming X-Men 97, which is what it's called, X-Men 97. And it showed the classic characters. We had Wolverine, Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey, and Beast. And a photo outside of the Xavier Mansion. Then we also saw some villains and some supporting characters, but... It was so nice to see, like, I like I love most Marvel things, but the nine the '90s cartoons are the most. Where I'm like, that's my Marvel universe. That is mine. So I love seeing that. It was great to see the characters again. And here's an interesting thing: Magneto is going to be the leader of the X-Men in the show. There it is. There it is. They're back. Oh, it worked? Yes, okay, the cool. X-Men are back. Oh, that is a great photo. Uh, and there, right there, kind of um, three from the left is my favorite. Wolverine, there he is. My uh, favorite of the X-Men. Second favorite Marvel character after Spider-Man. So, yeah. And we found out that Magneto is going to be the leader of the X-Men. Because, for those of you who don't know, in the series series finale, Charles Xavier is dying. And to save him, he has to leave Earth and go with this alien character who was kind of a love interest. I think her name was Alora or something. It was something like that. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say. Because I think I just said Supergirl's mom's name. But it was something like that. But <laughs> So, he goes and... It was kind of like a graduation type thing. Like, all right, the X-Men, they've graduated. They're on their own now. They are their own people, and God love that. So Magneto is going to be the leader of the X-Men, which will be an interesting dynamic because he's their main bad guy. So maybe Charles leaving kind of made him switch sides. But it will be really interesting to see how does Cyclops take dealing with uh, Magneto now as the head of the X-Men. So, this is the upcoming Marvel project I'm the most excited for. Um, it's going to be so not... No, it's going to be... I don't want to like be like too... I would just say, it will be nice to have something outside the MCU, even though, unfortunately... Look, we've seen What If. They're not going to leave it totally separate, unfortunately. We know they're not. But it'll be nice to at least have something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And one of the producers said that it's going to try and be as much of the 90s cartoon as possible and how it'll have a season-long story arc and continue story from story. Basically calling it kind of a soap opera, which is where we have mm -hmm. storylines that continue... <clears throat> throughout each episode and also I'm trying to look at the producer's name real quick because I want they have this he has this great quote and I don't think they say 
last name. That's great, Hollywood Reporter. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> overall, it was good. But one of the there's this great quote from one of the producers, Dao, Dmeo. Is what they said, and he said. I'm a gay, adopted black kid who survived living in Florida. This show taught me to be who I am. For better or worse, X-Men are timeless, and the world has a lot to learn from them. And that quote right there is like, I oh, think yeah. they found the right person to do this show. Like, <clears throat> the way they're describing it is like, oh, I am so excited. I really think that. There's good. I think this show is gonna be something really special. Like I think it's not just gonna be typical. Like we have to remember that this isn't gonna be. This is made in 2022, not 1992. I'm sorry, man. My throat. <coughs> <laughs> I'm sorry too. Um, 1992. It's made in 2022. So we have to remember, just like with Star Wars can't just be like, oh, it's not going to be exactly like 1977. It's going to be made for today. But I do think it might be a little bit more serious than a lot of the MCU stuff. Like, I'm sure it will probably be jokey at some parts, but I think... I, I, I got a good feeling about this. Of any Marvel project, this is the one I am most excited for. So, I'm so glad to have what I consider my X-Men back. So, what do you think about the return of the X-Men from the 90s cartoon? I mean, I think I... I mean, I say I never really partook in this show much, unfortunately. Um, but I do... Um, I really appreciate, like, the idea of, like, you know, um, actively tying it to this um, original show, like... Um, you know, X Men '97, return like, uh, like, I don't know. They clearly are trying to respect the, um, the '90s show um, by directly. You know, it's not rebooting. It's like the returning. They're trying to make that the, um, the vibe of it. So I, I, I think that sounds really cool. Yes, I, I just I feel like we really got to stress this, guys. It's been twenty years since the show ended, over twenty years, thirty years since it started. It's not going to be exactly as it was. All we can hope for is that's good. That's all we can hope for. And look, I look. We know there's because Marvel is very different than it was in the nineties. There's going to be humor in it. We know. Look, let's be honest, it's not going to be completely separate from the MCU. There's going to be some type of crossover where they're forced to cross over. But other than that, mm-hmm. all we can do is hope for a great show. And seeing the comments <clears throat> made at Comic-Con, I really believe this is something special. I have, I think I can safely say I 100% believe this is the best Marvel thing we're going to get in the next few years. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's big claims for sure. Yes. So shall we turn to the comments section? Yeah. Yes. So first up, so when will Spider-Man animated series be resurrected? Is this a question that fans of that era have from Marvel? Oh. 
commenter. You have no idea how much I want that as well. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I'd rather have that than X Men, even though I'm I, I'm I'm super excited for X Men. I'd rather have Spider Man, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I would love for Spider Man the AMA series to be revived. But because of Spider Man freshman year, which we'll talk about later, I think that kind of like kills the chance for us to have Spider Man the AMA series being revived i think x-men kind of has the advantage of it came out first so that's kind of what most people associate with that era and remember in the 90s x-men was the comic book so there's that yeah but hope springs eternal because ever since it was announced i'm fairly certain that look we know that the 90s marvel cartoons are all connected and what does marvel love more than anything crossovers i think i can safely say i really strongly believe there will be at least one episode where we see an appearance from spider-man voiced by christopher daniel barnes i strongly strongly believe that because you know they already did crossover so we know they're they are connected so i just wait we'll see i mean luke skywalker was in mandalorian I mean, Marvel loves crossovers. How could, and of any Marvel <clears throat> show from the 90s, that's the one they we want to see crossover. Like, love the Fantastic Four show, love the Incredible Hulk, love the Iron Man. Spider-Man is the one people would want to see crossover. So, mm-hmm. I, no <clears throat> hints at it, but I do really think before the season was over, I'll be surprised if we don't see Spider-Man. So, I do think... We will see Spider-Man. What do you think? I think that's a really, really good prediction. I think um, in lieu of having that full, like, return of that show, I I really think that's going to happen, too. Yes. Not to get people's hopes up, but I think that's a really good prediction. All right, next up. I have no words for how much I want to see this right now. Immediately. I know it's not done yet, but the nostalgia and anticipation are killing me. Oh, I feel what you're saying, because I feel the anticipation nostalgia. Like, it's coming... Oh, I forgot to mention, it's coming in 2023, next year. Not bad. Yes. And I feel, too, and again, I really think we got to stress, because... And frankly, this is a lot to do with our Last Jedi special. we got to remember, yeah. it's made in 2022... These aren't episodes they made in the 90s that have been sitting in a vault all these years. It's not yeah. going to be exactly the same. It, and it shouldn't be. It should be made for this era. But man, does it sound like they're going to get get it right. Like, take everything that made that mm-hmm. show great, update it for what needs to be updated, but keep the best stuff. And, oh man, I, I can feel the excitement for X-Men. Next year, oh yes, fall 2023. Oh, I am so hyped for it. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Next up, oh, did you have anything? Because you don't have nostalgia for this show, so. (laughs) Anything to say about um, their anticipation or hype? You know, although the more you've been talking about it, I think the more I remember actually 
watching this maybe a little more than I had thought. Um, because, like, yeah, images are, are coming in my head of, of, of uh, you know, um, this, this being pretty big and, uh, you know, maybe seeing episodes here and there on the old television. But, yeah, obviously, my memories are vague. I don't have that much nostalgia for it. Nor did I ever really think I was that much of an X-Men fan until, like, recently I've been thinking, like, I kind of want to give it a chance because it. Uh, I like, I like a lot of things about it. I like like the overall message, and there's a lot of cool characters. Obviously, um, <clears throat> it was just kind of disconnected from, uh, for, for for some reason. I just I, I never um, thought about it when I thought of uh, superheroes and stuff. It was just I felt I felt disconnected from it. So. Um, uh, there, it's kind of strange though. Like I feel, I do feel excited too, seeing like kind of the, the care that's been taken into this, and like uh, you know, understanding where the nostalgia is coming from. I think it seems like a really cool series. Yes, and um, oh man, forgot what I was gonna say about that. Uh, oh, oh yeah, want me to say something that like kind of like how when you say Star Wars: The Last Jedi is your favorite of the Disney era, something that will like melt yeah. the minds of like certain Star Wars fans. <laughs> I'll go with something for MCU I'll stand fans. by that. I will take X-Men any day over the Avengers. Any day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't that used to not be a bold statement for sure. Like comic fans, they get it. MCU fans, what? What? <laughs> but they're not yeah. connected right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. I guess Magneto leading the X-Men makes sense considering how the show ended, but I can see it being a power struggle between him and Cyclops, maybe even Storm. 100% agree. And I think that's going to be a very interesting dynamic with the show. By the way, I think Charles Xavier will return, maybe at the halfway point. But it will be interesting to see how does Cyclops take Dealing with, after, now that his mentor is gone, having to deal with who was their arch enemy now leading the X-Men. So, it'll be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. any thoughts about that? Probably, it's hard with X-Men with you, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, uh, I don't have thoughts on that. I mean, I, uh, don't know what happened in the show, so... Yes, but what you do know, and we'll bring it up again, X-Men 97 is coming fall 2023 on Disney+. Plus. My easily, like, it's not even a contest, easily my most anticipated thing from Marvel in the next few years. Wow. <clears throat> yes, so... X-Men 97. Aw, yes. So, should we turn to, um, I guess, did you want to bring up your thing now? Yeah, I will. And, you know, it's it's interesting going from that thing to this thing because it's also going to be something that um, I have... This is my most excited thing to talk about, and it's because it's something that I have, like, an encyclopedic knowledge oh, of. Oh, boy. <laughs> that I know the, the history of and have thoughts on. And you probably... 
don't know the first thing about. So yes. I um, I believe you. Similar dynamic here going from X-Men to this. And uh um what that is um, has been hinted at this whole time, actually. Oh, foreshadowing! So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, and you'll 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 see what I'm talking about. But um, so f- this year at uh, s- uh, at San Diego Comic Con, a trailer and a lot of more details about a movie that's coming out um, uh, next year, I believe. Uh, God, I should check that. <laughs> when is it coming? <laughs> Always good to have the right release date. You don't want to get people too upset. Like, it could, what? I just really, there's some there's some more time in this year. So, um, mo- okay, it's coming out in March, sometime in March 2023. It looks like so early next year. Um. Anyway, uh, a lot of more information was released about this. There's some more cast reveals, and uh, what that is is. It's a movie that was stuck in kind of a development hell for quite some time, over 10 years. It's had some bad versions in the past, and this is its first, I think, like, really, like, really highly marketed, like, highly visible version that is probably going to meet the eyes of more people than just those who are fans of it, and that is... Dungeons and oh, Dragons, yes. Honor Among Thieves, uh, uh, an upcoming movie uh, based in the Dungeons and Dragons lore universe, um, using things that you know, lore that fans of Dungeons and Dragons and people who you know, like use the source books in their games uh, will recognize, and uh, it's. Uh, going to be a, a feature film. Uh, so, um, Dungeons and Dragons for the uninitiated. A lot of times I bring it up and people are like, uh, is that a video game or something? No, do people Usually actually say people. video game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, some people just like, I've heard of it, but I just don't understand or know any, like, I, I don't know. And I was about to say, like, older people, like, obviously Dungeons and Dragons came out in the 70s. Like, the people who have the most history with, um, like, the lore of this and the history of this are the people who, you know, started playing it back then and have been fans of it ever since. Like, you know, they're uh, Gen X or even boomers who, like, got into Dungeons & Dragons, like, before video games were really even a thing. And that's because it's a pen and paper RPG uh, with uh, books of rules and um i'm not gonna lie every time you bring it it up i'm like man this sounds so complicated which segueing into the next part which is even though there's books of rules i think the real core of this game is not rules but an improvisational um like it ranges from just pure like fantasy drama improv to just almost, like, improv improv comedy. I think there's a tie over into a lot of, like, fans of improv comedy or comedy in general. Um, I think that's the reason why there's a lot of, um, like, live D&D play podcasts and, like, streams is because I think there's a crossover with, like, improv comedy and stuff. 
um, where a lot of people who get into it are good at like coming up with things on the fly. Uh, and the beauty of Dungeons and Dragons to me is that anyone can get into it because all it really takes is one person who really knows the rules, the dungeon master, to kind of facilitate and oversee the like the the fun, the entertainment of it, and try and encourage people to get comfortable and improv on certain things. And um, some people who are really like into games might try and heighten the rules element, like make it kind of a war game and like roll a d20, add this much, add the modifier see if you hit uh, versus their armor, and then roll to damage. You uh, roll a, a d8 for a longsword, and then you add your strength modifier. Like, that stuff is in the game. But um, I think what's great, and this is kind of like like maybe in the, the 70s and early 80s, the game might have, I'm not sure, but it might have uh, leaned in that direction, but... These days, I think we're seeing a lot of, like, emphasis on the storytelling uh, aspect of the game, which allows people to kind of put the rules in the background a little bit and just try and create, usually, I mean, if we're talking about Dungeons & Dragons, because there are a lot of pen and paper RPGs that have different, slightly different rules, but have different, like, any theme you could imagine... Uh, like whether sci-fi or superhero or whatever it might be, but Dungeons and Dragons is what it is because it's a set of rules that tells you how to do improvisation, improvisational stories in a fantasy world more specifically. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it is what it is because of the lore behind it and um, some of the creatures in the monster manual created by like. Gary Gygax and some of the original people. So it has all these famous monsters and stuff that people have had to fight and have lost their beloved characters to. Um, or there have been, like, uh, stories or campaigns written that people can play within. Like, for example, I'm running a, uh, a game right now as a dungeon master... So I have to know all the rules, and everyone oh, else just yes. has to make everyone else just has to make characters and improv with me, and I, I tell them when they need to roll the dice. But I'm running a, a a book called Curse of Strahd, which is like a gothic horror story, um, which the outline of the story is there, but because it's improved, the characters can go in different directions and divert from the story and kind of treat it like a just a sandbox to make a story in. Uh, and that's the amazing thing about D&D, is that everyone who's played it has had their own completely different personal interaction with it. And I think that does make it very hard to make a movie about this, because... No one person's experience with D&D is the same. It's not like a comic book where, like, there is a reference. Like, you can't reference the story exactly of um, someone's campaign uh, because that's, like, private to them. Um, so... The idea of making a movie about D&D, uh, &D, you kind of have to make a story. It's not improvised. 
So it's really just kind of set in the world and has the creatures. So, um, uh, but, so the movie kind of has the challenge of capturing the spirit of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, in as wide of a net as possible, which I think in the past, I think there is, has been another Dungeons and Dragons movie in the past that has went under the radar and was considered just a, a dud, um, probably a box office failure. I really don't know much about it. I think there's like a 2002 movie or something. I will that right now. <laughs> but um, this new movie, Honor Among Thieves, um, I do feel like it captures a lot of the, the points of D&D that people would recognize and are just famous at this point. Um, uh, let me see. Let me get back to my notes because there's something I, I wanted to bring up. So... Yeah, obviously. Getting back to the the idea of the movie, uh, everything I just mentioned will flavor some of my thoughts on it. Um, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves um, coming out in twenty twenty three. The cast: uh, Chris Pine playing a bard, Michelle Rodriguez, um, Regé Jean Page, Justice Smith, and uh, Sophia Lillis. I believe she's she was in it. Um, oh, well. She's playing a druid, uh, um, a tiefling druid. So, yeah, it's a classic adventuring party, uh, and um, it's coming out, I think, at the right time, because it's, this is arguably the most popular Dungeons & Dragons has ever been, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why it finally escaped a development hell. Um, so, I'm excited about this, mostly as a chance, like, I'm glad that this movie's coming out as a chance to, like, talk about D&D, and hope that more people will get into it, and, um, obviously Stranger Things has done a pretty good job of doing that already, (laughs) but, um, uh, there are a couple things, though, um, like, watching the trailer and seeing, I agree with some reactions to it, which is that, the from the trailer it looks a little like um so i think people have been starting to get sick of uh i mean i think you've been sick of it for a while and i think the the broader public is starting to get more generally sick of this sort of like millennial snarky humor in a lot of high budget studio movies yes. basically Marvel humor. Um, if, if uh, a lot of people's reaction to this trailer, and I can see where it's coming from, is like, this is just another high budget movie with some like quips, like an action movie with some like, uh, just uh, kind of like passably funny, safe humor that's just like, um, uh, <laughs> like, oh, like the. He's right behind me, isn't he? I don't like that. Isn't in the trailer. It's just like that's the kind of humor <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, well, I looked it up, and I know why it feels like there's Marvel humor in it. Oh, is it writers or? It's directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who also wrote the film screenplay. Who wrote the screenplay for Spider-Man: Homecoming? Oh, they wrote the screenplay. Okay, and they're the directors. Um, 
Yeah. Um, it's interesting. A lot of uh, I've seen a lot of reactions to that where people are just like really worried about the humor and like this just not landing. They also Rowan directed vacation. Nice. <laughs> nice. That makes me That's funny because I literally wrote in my notes. Um, I'm a little worried about this too, but I can only hope it leans more towards Thor Ragnarok than Spider-Man Far From Home. Well, there goes my... Uh, well, they didn't work on Spider-Man my... Far From Home, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Homecoming was similar. I, I found it more tolerable, but... Um... That's the best praise. I, I love praise. I found it more tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, I guess my thinking is... It's interesting because I feel like years ago people would have, like, eaten up this kind of humor in this movie. It feels like it would have just absolutely slapped in, like, 2015, 2016. Um, but I'm worried that people, it'll sour some people. Um, but my point number two, I guess, a defense of, of that a little bit, I'm, this is also something I'm worried about, but because of what, uh, like, D&D is about for so many people, like, a game being about, um, like, it's so much about, improvisation and like a group of friends just getting together for a night to have fun. I think most people's D and D experiences are just absolutely ridiculous. It ends up being just like moments where something silly happens because of the way the dice roll. And <laughs> in a move, like, um, it, it like, I know in a campaign of ours, like and this is a high fantasy setting where hypothetically it's pretty serious. But, like, I know in one of my campaigns, um, I a character was trying to sneak... Uh, like, our warlock was trying to sneak and, and, and be, like... Uh, to remain unnoticed in a tavern and ended up wading through a sea of empty beer cans and, like, making a bunch of noise, which is really slapstick, but it's just like the way the dice rolled, the way things worked out, and we were joking around. And then, like, in our current campaign, because of the, the spell that the enemies cast, they all got turned into frogs and captured in little cages. Uh, uh, like, D&D is just ripe for all of these, like, silly experiences that when you're at the table playing, it's, like, just hilarious. Um... Because you're just like, how did we get here? Um, like, what decisions did we make <laughs> to have this ridiculous thing happen when a second ago we might have been really emotional because of, like, someone almost dying and now this is happening? And so I feel like it would be very hard to write an authentic D&D screenplay for the masses of people who enjoy it without some shenanigans that wouldn't fly in a typical standard epic fantasy like, what would be silly in Lord of the Rings or something would feel right at home in a D&D &D movie. So, um, my hope is that, like, you know, maybe, maybe the, like, type of humor aside, at least maybe it would feel more authentic in a movie like this to be a little silly. And, um, I... What I'm excited for is, like, you know, it's. I'm hoping for, like, you know, there and there's clearly from the trailer, there's a lot of, like, substantial D&D references for fans uh, to look out for. Um, and, like, the hope uh, is really that, like, 
if they cared a lot about the lore and um, like history of, of D and I think there's a lot of um, um, there could be a lot of enjoyment for everyone who who's into it. Um, uh, uh, you know, kind of having this story, but um, the framework of it might match a lot of people's experiences with the game because they're throwing similar encounters at them. I know in the trailer, there's they're fighting a mimic, which is a classic, and a gelatinous cube, I believe, um, which are like uh, famous D and D monsters. The druid can transform into an owl bear, which is uh, uh, you know another famous monster that, that reminds me actually. I wanted to bring up just uh, one still for some to. All right, just the crew there. Oh, there um, it is. <laughs> that's right. No, we've definitely got a, bar a bard and a, a druid and a barbarian here. Um, let me get back on track. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Uh, uh, good references to look out for, which is really what I'm most excited for, is I, I'm, like, whether it's good or not, um, I'm very excited. Uh, it's basically going to be immediate, an immediacy, at least just to go and, you know, uh, see this take on it that will, like, maybe introduce, like, it's just going to be really fun to see on the big screen, like, people getting attacked by a mimic and stuff. <laughs> um, so this is a theatrical in, in, movie. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, uh, um... Oh, it's by I mean, Paramount. It's positive, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty... Yeah, a, lo a lot went into this for sure. But, so, like, I, I feel like I'm in a... I feel like Dungeons and Dragons has had too big of a history and too big of a, a thing in my life to where like this movie would never ruin it. So the stakes are not very high. It's just a movie based on a game. So like its implications on the canon are none at all. So it doesn't really matter if it's bad, I guess, for that reason. Uh, but I do think that there's a high probability that this could uh, absolutely suck to me. That I could just be like, uh, anytime anyone brings up this movie, I'm just like, let's not talk about that while we're <laughs> playing D&D. I don't want to remember that. But there's also a chance that this will be, like, an amazing, like, fun movie that I can, like, say, like, hey, you want to know what D&D is like? You're going you're gonna to love this. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for it. One of my favorite, like, I IPs in the world, I guess. So, that's Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh, yes. The first film came out in the year 2000 and mm. has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes and grossed nice. $33.8 million on a budget of $45 million. So... Nice. Nowhere to go yeah. but up. I have to say, like, that's a bad time 
for it too because um <laughs> like dungeons and dragons was obviously like super popular in like the 80s like with second edition came out uh and um i think after that sometime in the 90s and definitely in the early 2000s and stuff i think it was kind of considered dead um and it was only when uh what is it um I don't know when Wizards of the Coast acquired it, but um, when they started releasing stuff, uh, particularly after 5th edition was released, it's had a resurgence and it's probably more popular now than ever. So, um, yeah, it, coming out with a, a D&D movie in 2000 makes a lot less sense than coming out with a D&D movie hmm. in 2023. Because uh, right now it's ripe for having a lot of eyes on it and uh yeah it's it's people are gonna actually go see this one i think so uh but yeah like i said just extremely excited whenever i see something extremely public i mean i was also thrilled when i saw the first episode of this newest season of stranger things that like <laughs> uh, an entire like half of the of the first episode was a D game um, so always thrilled to see more, um, more stuff, more, uh, public, more public, uh, D and D stuff. Oh, yes. So I guess, was that all you had for Dungeons and Dragons? It is. Although I do have another show and tell. I bought this oh, like uh, wow. last week. It's an, it's a, it's a really old magazine from 1992, it's uh, Dragon Magazine, us. which was like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I went to a, a game store that had just like stacks and stacks of these old magazines for like nerd stuff, and uh, this is a like basically a Dungeons and Dragons magazine from, uh, yeah, I think Dragon Magazine was basically the official Dungeons and Dragons magazine, which pretty cool, pretty cool relic. It's not super. It was three dollars, so it's yes. not like. Though I do have a question to it's ask. Not like it's rare. Before we get into the next topic, I saw a price sticker on there. Yeah. Are you going to try to take it off, or are you too afraid to? Honestly, for this, I don't think I'm going to. It just doesn't matter enough. Because recently, honestly, I got it. Uh, uh, I was just gonna. I got it more for the content than oh. the cover, really. Even though the cover's kind of cool. Like I just like to look at. Um, all the like there's like old um like story modules and stuff in here and it's just really interesting as a fan to see all this like stuff from 30 years ago oh yes because recently i think it was a few months ago i uh got a old comic from the dollar bin and there was a price mm. tag on it and i was like do i take it off or do i <laughs> Or do I not? But they said, um, they said, hey, no, I told them not to put the sticker on it, but it should come off easy. So I'm like, okay, I'll go for it. And <laughs> I did get it off, and everything was fine. Oh, good. But it was like performing surgery in a way. It was, yeah. I needed like a nurse to like put a sponge on my head or something. Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, I just can't imagine why someone would ever do that in the first place yes put a sticker on the cover of it yeah yes at least it's not like barnes and noble where they used to put the security things in the middle of a book 
That's really weird. I, I probably have it somewhere on Facebook. I was like, I posted it. I was like, really? And they posted it over like, in the middle of a comic, over the Flash's face. And you couldn't read his dialogue. Yeah. So I'd be very careful. I was like, man, if I rip this, I better get a refund for this. Because yeah, that's that's this insane. is bull. It used to be in the inside of the cover, but now you're pointing it randomly. Yeah, and I feel like these days there's maybe a little bit more like easy to peel off sticker kind yeah. of stuff that they use. But like for a long time, that was not like you would have easily ripped that. Yes. All right. So shall we go on to the next topic? Yes, absolutely. All right, so speaking of Marvel, because really, let's be honest, they this was their Comic-Con. This was Marvel's Comic-Con. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, there's a lot. We had more news about the upcoming animated series Spider-Man Freshman Year. That's right. So, there was a little bit of confusion over the show and its relationship to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because originally... It was pitched as this is what happens before Spider-Man Homecoming. But then we got some more news about it. And we were just... And it left us like, huh, is this connected to the MCU? So... Yeah. It's going to have Peter Parker in high school with... And they announced the villains will include Chameleon, Rhino, Unicorn, Scorpion, and... Here was one thing to make you make... Wait, is this not in the MCU? Dr. Octopus. Hmm. Yes. And they also announced that Dr. Strange will appear in the show. And also, Daredevil. That's right. He's everywhere now. Daredevil will appear in yeah, the wow. show, voiced by Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil in No Way Home and the Netflix show. They also announced there's going to be yeah. a second season. And Peter... In the show, Peter's best friend will be a girl named Nico Minoru, Minoru, who is from the Marvel group Runaways, which I actually watched mm. a, the first episode of the Runaways show that they had. I think I saw it on Disney+. Plus. I think it was on Hulu. It was pretty good. I did read the original oh, yeah. comic, the first issue that I got for free. That was yeah. really good. <clears throat> Yeah. And they said, like, the designs will be inspired by both Steve Ditko and Alex Toth, who did the spi- the designs for, like, the action-y Hanna-Barbera cartoons like Johnny Quest and Space Ghost. So, there's that. And, I don't know if this came out after Comic-Con, but we got some even more news about, wait, Dr. Octopus? But how can that be? How can that be? So we got some more news, mm-hmm. and this is what happened. This is how they pitched the show. Essentially, we're, it will start with. Remember the scene in Civil War where we we're first introduced to Spider Man? He got the DVD player, and he goes into yeah. the apartment. It's going to start like that, but instead, in this universe, instead of Tony Stark being there, it will be Norman Osborn. Which is just like, okay. So they officially confirmed it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. To which I said, yes! 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 Because, look. I'm a Marvel fan. I am beyond burned out of everything being connected to the MCU. So, look. 
I do wish it had less MCU influence. Like, there's clearly going to be some influence in the show, but it, for, let's be honest, MCU Spider-Man, there's some baggage. By, by saying this separately, they just removed all the baggage. It's now a fresh start, and <laughs> I am so excited for it, even more so than when it was first announced. Like, when it was first announced, I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a shot, but now it's a clean slate. It's not the MCU Spider-Man. I am all for it, and in a way... It looks, the way they described it of, yes, there's that logo. <laughs> it actually, honestly, all we got. it looks more like the Into the Spider-Verse logo than the I thought um, that too. Homecoming logo. I thought that too, and honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense for a uh, um, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> like, like, was it another announcement? And then, yeah, I read into it. So, yeah, so the way they're describing it is basically <clears throat> like, it's a do-over, and we're doing Spider-Man the way we should have done the first times. But it looks awesome. I am always up for another Spider-Man cartoon, and the way they described it, I'm so I'm so looking forward to. Especially, and another thing is that like we have Doc Ock, Norman Osborn. We're obviously going to have Green Goblin. It's already been greenlit for a second season. I mean, this is my second most anticipated thing from Marvel. So, the one thing I'm not a fan of is he has like a homemade suit, and it sounds like later on, either middle of the season or end of the season, he'll get the regular Spider-Man looking costume. But whatever, got it. It sounds awesome. So, hopefully, this and X-Men will be. Uh, far more of an improvement over what that awful What If show was, but I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. it. So, what do you think about the Spider-Man <clears throat> freshman year cartoon and how it will be kind of influenced, but it will be separate from the MCU? Yeah, um, I mean, I this is probably... Yeah, this, is, this has got to be my most excited thing coming from Marvel. Um, I mean, like, I kind of had all my eggs in the, into the Spider-Verse basket, because I loved that movie so much, I'm looking forward to the sequel, I wanted more and more of that, um, as kind of my favorite Spider-Man thing going on right now. Um, obviously No No Way Home is great, and so there's some, like, understanding of how to do the, the character pretty well. Um, but, like, this, my only thing is just, like, it being a ways out and not knowing... Um, I, I learned quite a bit more about the details of it just from you explaining it there. So I, um, <clears throat> I don't know what to expect, like, once I see more of, like, the animation style, because I'm shallow. Oh, you can probably and, Google the, um, the animation style because there are some there are some images. Did, I, w- I forgot to bring that up, oh, but yeah. the animation, the designs, do look very cool and retroy in '60s, and they do remind me a little bit of like if you combine the '60s oh, cartoon with Spider-Man Unlimited. <laughs> I think I didn't think these were real. Um, let me ask if, if, uh, let me actually, I'll just, uh, I gotta go to the Google image search. Oh, yes. Instead of the, uh, 
All right. <clears throat> so is this? I found this. Is this? Yeah, that's legit? The, those are the designs. Okay, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um. Yeah, the, I, I feel like this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be um, really refreshing. And I just like, you know, I, uh, I do want more uh, than just the MCU flavor. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's run, it's 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 enough of this taste. Yes. Like they like, this isn't the one way to to do the characters. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yes. So, shall we turn over to the comments section for their thoughts on Spider-Man Freshman Year? I would love to hear some of these, yeah. Oh, well, some of these I got were early. So, we got Nico Minoru, Amadeus Cho, and Harry Osborn in it. I don't remember seeing that in the Hollywood Reporter, but I guess if we have Norman, we have Harry. But the show is still canon to the MCU, right? Well... I guess if you want to pretend, you could say that Doctor Strange's spell <laughs> at the end of No Way Home changed Peter's backstory, and this is now the origin, which is how I will choose to view it. But it will be influenced, but um, I think really what happened was that they started planning it to be canon to the MCU, and we're just like, you know what? Let's just have a clean slate, which is, I think, 100% the right choice. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. I can't wait for it. It's a shame Tom Holland won't be the voice for this show. Well, I had to, I had to say, um, as much as I love Tom's performance in No Way Home, I'd rather have a new actor, a new voice actor take it over, like... As much as I love our three live-action Spider-Men, um, I think the best Spider-Man actors we've ever had are Christopher Daniel Barnes from the 90s cartoon and Josh Keaton from Spectacular Spider-Man. So, these characters, you can recast them. You know, I I would honestly, I'd prefer a new actor. So, again, removing the baggage of Homecoming and Far From Home. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think about that? About um, how it won't be Tom Holland? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's the right choice, too. I mean, animation feels distinct to me most of the time, and I don't necessarily want, like, feel the need for, like, all of the live-action characters to, you know, be the voices. Um, and, you know, also, like, Tom Holland has had a, a quite substantial run as Spider-Man already, and... Maybe not even over. I, for, I don't know what the status on that is, but, you know, maybe they're more still, potentially, down the line. And, you know, like... I, I don't Like, I don't... I guess I don't know if I understand the need for just, like, everything that Spider-Man... Like, it's all... Like, Tom Holland is Spider-Man in all iterations until he dies. <laughs> like, I just... I, that doesn't feel like a need. So cast someone new, have a have a new, um, you know, person's take on the character, um, and also, uh, well, 
Yeah. Also, ideally, a voice actor, I was going to say. But Tom Holland, you know, has has voice acted, technically, so. Yeah, so, look, I think... I think, as someone who's burned out of the MCU, we need to have something separate. Honestly, I'll just say, I think Marvel is hurting right now by not having... Sony Spider-Man and Fox's X-Men going and being separate and giving another flavor right now. I think that's honestly hurting the Marvel brand right now not to have Sony and Fox doing their own thing. So I think overall it's good to have it be separate. All right, last one. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect much from this, but it looks really interesting. A lot of potential here and way more intriguing than what is happening with Spidey in the movies. Has to be another universe, too. Glad Cox is back, and that suit is a great homage to the Netflix attire. Wouldn't mind it as the MCU live-action attire. Well, there's a lot to break down there, but... uh, Yeah, I think Clean Slate is best compared to the movies. And I'm excited. Like, Daredevil is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Like, I went to the comic book store just yesterday and bought a new Daredevil comic book. And I... I'm ex- I'm glad we're getting more Daredevil going on right now. So yeah, it seems it seems like uh, seems like they're uh, leaning in on getting more of that character um, in our direction. So that's cool. Yes. So yeah, I I am looking forward to this. So I guess we'll we'll quickly jump through before we finish up our Marvel animation. We'll quick quickly throw out these two topics because there's really not much to discuss because I I don't really care about them. Mm -hmm. But we'll just bring them up because they could be something interesting. So one of the worst things Marvel did in that god-awful what-if show was the Marvel Zombies show, which, you know, with the Thor episode they did, Party Thor, I'll just say those two worst things the MCU has ever made. And now, Marvel Zombies is getting a spin-off, because why not take one of the worst things you've ever done and milk it? But it's going to be rated TVMA, which, that to me is the interesting thing about it. TVMA, Mm -hmm. maybe kind of hints that maybe Daredevil could be R-rated in the upcoming Disney Plus show, so... What do you think? Do you think that this opens the door to more R-rated Disney or Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, or do you think that well, it's zombies? Is it really going to be that TVMA? So, what do you think? I I think my I, I saw this news and my initial reaction was like was what you said. It's maybe not going to be that MA because like, it's just almost like by nature of having it be zombies and that being gory, it's just automatically MA. I don't know how, like, it's not going to be the Harley Quinn show. No, I, no I way. Don't think, like, it's like not going to be Quinn show. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's just going to be, uh, it's just, yeah, it's mostly that it's going to be zombies, but like, I mean, the fact that they're doing it at all, and, like, you could have PG-13 zombies, at least. Um, that tells me, like, you know, they're edging up a little bit, um, which, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, 
I guess I do like to see that from Disney. Not to just be too much of a, I like to see things be inappropriate and be edgy, but um, that's that's a unique thing on the roster. I guess that's all I'm really saying. Yes. So maybe, I, wouldn't you love to have Spider-Man drop an F-bomb in that show? Just like, with great power yeah. comes great effing responsibility. <laughs> has has Spider-Man in anything ever dropped an I don't F-bomb? think so. The closest we ever got probably was Spider-Man 3. He, they could have done that. Like, that would have been awesome, actually. They really could have had Peter Parker drop an f-bomb in that oh yes i mean they cut it off in the end of far from home and beginning of no way home yeah right um so that's the closest we've gotten but yeah, yeah. so cross our fingers that we're getting that in this ugh, i don't even know if i'm gonna watch this piece of crap but <laughs> um <laughs> there's so much well, what if what if that what if that is in it, and then you can just watch a clip? Oh, of that on I YouTube? will put that will be my ringtone. <laughs> I'll clip that out yeah. and make it my ringtone. All right, uh, you know what if was one of the biggest disappointments Marvel I've ever had from Marvel, which is becoming a normal thing now. But um, there is one thing they announced mm-hmm. is like maybe I'll check that one out. They announced they're gonna have an episode set in sixteen oh two. So, sixteen oh two was a Marvel comic book. I believe I may have one of the. I think I may have the first issue on my phone, but I think kind of doing it like that may make it so that I one of. Oh, I do right here. Gotta get that. Gotta download that and read it. It's, I think I read it one time in high school, but hmm. anyway. We're not here to talk about comics, even though it's Comic Con. But um, so <laughs> I, it's hard for me to get excited because I, I hate just I had to look it up. I didn't. I I thought this is the Neil Gaiman one. The what? Um, isn't this? Uh, it's Neil Gaiman, uh, written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, sixteen oh two is. Oh yes, it is. So, Neil Gaiman made Sandman. That's why. I'm oh yeah. So, okay. I here's my hope. My hope is that because what the White Show did was it took a, such a lazy route of just oh let's just make crappier episode versions of the movies. My hope is that, um, sixteen oh two because it's set in such a different time period, it'll be an original story. Mm-hmm. Like. Because Marvel Zombies was an original story, it just was a crappy original story. So, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, that's the one episode I'll tune in. Otherwise, I can kind of check out. I thought What If was pretty awful. So, <laughs> you know, it did have one good episode. Yeah. But one out of nine is not <clears throat> a good ratio. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I've never seen it, but I feel like this is maybe one thing uh, a lot of the fans agree with. I've seen almost nothing but negative opinions about what if. Yeah. And then they put Captain Carter in Doctor Strange, and I was like, why? No one likes this show. Oh, they also announced <laughs> they're going to do, like, 
the um, Winter Soldier storyline with Peggy and Skinny Steve Rogers. I'm like, ugh, I don't care. Just cancel that show. Go make a Fantastic Four <laughs> cartoon or something. Or revive 90s yeah. Spider-Man. Let's get two Spider-Man shows. Yeah. So, yeah, we won't... Um, yeah, because we don't really care about those, we won't go to the comment section for those two topics. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Who cares? All right. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that we should probably jump into something. Like, the rest of the topics, we get to them, we get to them. But there, I think we'd be remiss not to bring up the Marvel panel, which got a lot of people excited, even though, I'm not going to lie, the Marvel animation panel got me more excited. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did get two things that did get me excited. Hope, maybe. All right, so we found out about Phase 4 of the MCU is coming to an end, and thank God for that, because <laughs> it's not been the best. Even, like, a lot of fans who have been saying, maybe the MCU is declining in quality. I've been saying, where have you been all this time? I've been saying that for years. So, but they announced their lineup for Phase 5 and Phase 6. Which, Phase 6 will conclude what they're calling the Multiverse Saga. That's right, we went Mm -hmm. 11 years of the Infinity Saga. Now the Multiverse Saga will have lasted for 2020, so 4 years. Yeah. It's sped up, but... So, let's talk about what their upcoming lineup is. So, and at the end, we'll go through the comment section for all the Marvel stuff. But we'll okay. we'll talk about them now. Next up, yeah, we and have... let's uh, let's uh, like you know wrap it up with this one. That's a big uh, exciting one to talk about. Yes, people are gonna. So, this episode. That yeah, is. do you have a um, the list up of upcoming Marvel stuff? You know, if you click, uh, do you have the Google I Doc sh- open? Yeah, because if you click on that, share. it has them all in order. Okay. So I'll just talk about um, the stuff that I'm kind of interested yeah, got in. Got it. Got it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can... I, I'll share this in a second. You can start... Uh, All right. So if there's anything that you want to bring up, we can. I'll just talk about the stuff that I'm... That interests me or I'll plan to watch. All right. So next up, we have She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, which will premiere on Disney Plus in on August 17th. So I'm not going to lie. When it was first announced... And they announced that Bruce Banner would appear in the show. I was excited. Excited. Because I was like, alright, Hulk, Bill Bixby Hulk show is my favorite Marvel TV show. In live action. So, Hulk returning to TV, alright. Now, it wasn't in... Now, um, this episode hasn't been released yet, but... Have... Do you remember when I said the Thor Love Love and Thunder trailer was... One of the worst superhero trailers I've ever seen. Yeah, and I've still never seen that trailer. Yes. But yeah. It's like Paul sent that out. And both Marvel <laughs> and DC were like, Oh no, Adam, we will take you up on that challenge. And we will try to make something <laughs> yeah. even worse. And mission accomplished, gu- Paul, accomplished yeah. guys. Paul has connections. Yes, he Paul does. Has connections because in the, in the, the She-Hulk trailer they showed at Comic-Con is awful. And it really 
The okay. opening scene sums up perfectly the problem with the MCU now. It begins with She-Hulk in bed, and we see an air horn come close to her ear. And then it rings, and then she wakes up, and she turns to Hulk, who is still the crappy Professor Hulk, so just CGI Mark Ruffalo. And she goes, what was the point of that? And goes, for science, nothing. For comedic effects, everything. And it's just like, yup, that's the MCU now. Whenever it's, <laughs> yeah. we're funny. That's what we do. We are the dumb sitcom. So, I'm not going to lie. It's killed a lot of my enthusiasm for the show. Like, I wish so much, number one, that this show was a completely separate thing. Like, I wish it wasn't connected to the MCU. And the Bruce Banner mm-hmm. Hulk in this show was not the Mark Ruffalo version. Or, I mm-hmm. really think we would have gotten a much better show had it come out during that golden age of Marvel, which I would say was between 2012 through 2016. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just, this is my last, this is the last chance I'm giving the MCU with Hulk. Like, if if they you've given a lot of chances on things in, yeah. in Marvel, so if this is it, then you can just write off Hulk. You can kill him off for all I care. Like you, if if it's still more that crappy Professor Hulk, then just get rid of him because there's no point. You butchered the character so badly, mm-hmm. which is a shame because remember in um. The first Avengers where he was the standout and everyone was like, oh, Hulk was the standout in that movie. <clears throat> yeah. And they really butchered it. All right, let's go to phase five. <laughs> uh, Echo will have Daredevil, so I'll watch that episode. Um, Oh, yes. Talked about Daredevil. Let's bring it up. Daredevil. Can you see what... Can you see the screen share, by the way? Oh, yes, I, I can. I forgot, yes. So, oh, okay. I was going to skip over the stuff that I don't plan on watching, and then if there was anything you wanted to bring up, we could. But I, I guess if you... Right. Was there something before Daredevil you wanted to bring up? or? Um, Daredevil. Let me see. Is there anything... I mean, I guess the only thing... I don't know if this is a separate topic or something, but... um. I mean, there is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and there is, you know, obviously some stuff announced about that that would touch on things we've talked about before. Yes, Namor is going to be in there, which I was a bit surprised by, because I remember hearing years ago that there were rights issues, but I guess they worked them out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, wouldn't you say... uh, I don't know how you're feeling, and I guess I'll bring up first. This could be speculation, um, but isn't it pretty much like understood that they are recasting? Uh, T'Challa. Yeah, maybe. Oh no! Maybe I no, no, no! Kevin to... Feige announced they're not <laughs> recasting T'Challa. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, right I there. I must have been on... Uh, Wakanda re- reels uh, after the death of T'Challa. Oh, I, I don't mean recasting. I mean a new Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, which, look... Do I say it? No. No! Look. 
you know the comics. We all know who's going to be Black Panther. We all know. In fact, if you're listening to this, you know who's going to be the next Black Panther. Maybe you you know. <laughs> I mean, right? You know, um, right? You know who it's going to be. Um. If you don't know, I'll tell you. But yeah, I it's Shuri. We all know it's going to be Shuri. Okay, yeah, I mean, that was my guess, but I just, I didn't, I don't have so much to go off of that, like, um, didn't the, I'm wondering, uh, the trailer, I, I saw, spe- this is where I saw speculate. the trailer showed, like, someone in the suit, but not enough of it to really gather anything. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer, but, um, from okay. what I've heard, there's, you see someone in the costume, but you don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I want to bring um, something up real quick about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. No evidence, no proof of nothing. Just something I'm thinking, you know, what if? Ever what since, if? Um, now, earlier last year, we heard the news that Chris Evans was coming back to the MCU as Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us have been wondering... Which one is it going to be? Because we do know it's not going to be in Captain America, the next one that stars Sam. Even though it should be, because Sam was there for him, Steve should be there for Sam, but whatever. One of the ones I've always thought could be, that he comes back for, besides an Avengers movie, was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Because, just think about this. Mm -hmm. I could imagine a scene where... Look, we all know Shuri's going to be Black Panther. A scene where, like, Shuri feels defeated or whatever, okay? And who is someone who could come and give her advice? Like, remember, in Endgame, Cap was a grief counselor. And I was thinking, you know, everyone in Wakanda knew T'Challa as the prince or the king. But Steve Rogers knew him as the Black Panther. So maybe... Mm -hmm. We could have a scene where she goes to him and, like, he maybe tells her a story of something that we as the audience didn't know about. And we cut to a flashback of Captain America and it would be someone in the Black Panther suit playing T'Challa and it's Cap's voiceover or something. And, you know... He gives her this story about, like, how T'Challa always... Where we've... Somehow it was, like, some story that inspires Shuri. And then maybe Cap will tell her about how he always believed in you in something. Or something like that. And maybe... Now, one reason... Another thing we could find out is because T'Challa helped Bucky when he was after Civil War. Maybe when T'Challa was dying, that was a promise Steve made T'Challa was, you helped watch over Bucky, I will help take care of Shuri when, whenever she needs me. And we could have something like that. And maybe, you know, at the end celebration, we see Cap in the audience just giving her a nod or something. I think if Cap's not... If Chris Evans isn't in one of the two Avengers movies, I could see... I think the most likely one could be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, 
What do you think mm-hmm. about could, could yeah, that I mean, be the one where we see Chris Evans pop up in? Yeah, I mean, I think there's precedent for that um, where I think it's, yeah, I would agree the uh, number one option along with uh, the Avengers ones. Um, I'm not that, I would be much less positive if it weren't for the fact that it is the finale of the phase, so... That rate that makes me more convinced that it could happen. Um, but like, yeah, very good thought, and um, yeah, like it could be someone like you know returning to try and help pass the mantle, um, in a way. Uh, so I could, I could see that being the case. I, I don't know how, if, yeah, it, it depends on, I guess, what the intentions of the filmmakers are in, in this movie. Like, maybe they want to make it more about, um, kind of the, uh, they, they might make it, want to make it more about the Black Panther character and, like, in a in a kind of zoomed out sense tribute to Chadwick Boseman but um i i know it's it's still an MCU movie and i know that I mean they, if you think you know, about it of any things. character of any other character in the MCU who would to child been probably closest with i would say captain america yeah for sure yeah i i, th- I totally agree with that for sure and it would bring something familiar so, to yeah. help ease this movie because it is in a rough spot yeah um yeah no i I actually agree that i think that that's pretty likely um and yeah i guess before moving on that i am this is one i would definitely see um uh I don't think it's gonna do anything to like revive the MCU in any way, but I think it would. I, I think it it could be good. So, I mean, I don't plan on seeing it, but I'm not really interested in Black Panther movie without Black Panther. So, yeah, yeah. I'm also yeah. I'm not familiar enough with the character. Like, I don't, I guess I don't know how faithful it is. Like for like. I will. I think. I guess there are other there are other comic series where someone else wears the mask. But that was like, like that's out not of 50, a new out thing. Out of fifty or sixty years, that was one. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't really have anything else to say besides Daredevil, unless there's something from that Phase Five list you want. Yeah. To I mean. Looking at it, uh, so, yeah, the the slate of announcements, Ant-Man the Wasp, Seagull, I haven't seen that. Oh, I'm so done with Ant-Man. You can kill him off. <laughs> uh, First course. one was um, a big surprise. Second one was awful. The way to des- they describe yeah. the third one of, I don't, there was a quote somewhere, I don't know if it's true, but if it is, oh my god, they just ruined the series. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to see that one either. It's interesting because I think... Let me see this whole thing. Of this whole thing, the one I would normally have been most interested in is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And it would still be the one I'd be, you know, most likely to see, except for Captain America way down at the end. But, um... I don't know if it's just like a... If my tastes have really changed that much, or just like no longer really knowing people to uh, get excited about it with, but I just am not feeling it anymore. I don't know. I I didn't see Thor: Love and Thunder, so. Oh no. Probably a good thing, cause <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've not heard good things about it. Yeah, um, I think I think my loss of faith in uh, the MCU has been a little quieter. Like it hasn't happened with any slap in the face, or like um, even noticing that was ha- that it was happening. But it just kind of died slowly in the you know background. What the MCU really and then I'm needs sitting here I'm, looking at this. Uh, when looking at this, like you know what the MCU really needs. Like when you look at like besides Spider Man, that's the only A lister they've had. Like. No disrespect yeah. to Thor or Doctor Strange, but there's a reason they those are lower tier characters than Spider Man or X Men. These phases yeah. really could have used an Iron Man four or a Steve Rogers Captain America movie or Black mm-hmm. Panther movie with T'Challa, but mm-hmm. we're we're now lower tier characters, and look, those there's a reason they're lower tier characters, like. Nothing against they're just not as accessible to so to as many as like a Spider Man or a Wolverine or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, for that purpose, so, yeah. I mean you like can, you can move on to Daredevil really, because I, I don't have much to say about anything else really. Alright, so Daredevil is coming back. And we found out the news that this show will have 18 episodes. That's right. Because one of the things... Look, I've only seen a little bit of the Marvel shows. But from what I've like seen of like the news, it's just like, really? I'd be honest. I'd be upset if a show I was looking forward to only had six episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I would be bummed out. Like, yeah. As much as I love Superman and Lois, I would love an extra few episodes a season instead of 15, but it's better than 13. But still, I would love 23 episodes, but Daredevil, oh, like, I think I talked about, just mentioning earlier, the MCU has been missing A-list anchor characters. Like, the thing is, is that when you look at the last two Marvel movies I saw, they did have Spider-Man and Daredevil were two anchor characters, and they foreshadowed in Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, and X-Men. And arguably, they have more anchor characters post-Endgame than they do before, but they just haven't done anything with them. But uh, Daredevil, I am so looking forward to it. I'm probably more excited for it right now because the other project I'm looking forward to comes out after this. Mm-hmm. So, Daredevil, I'm so excited for. I Now look, I'll be honest. I do think the Netflix show is a bit overrated. But I think that maybe releasing it weekly will kind of fix my main issue with with the show which was 
it didn't feel like the episodes stood on their own. Like, it didn't feel like if you just watched one single episode, it was a satisfying experience. It felt yeah. like it was just a big show, big story just chopped up. Yeah, I mean, you described my experience, releasing... I think, because um, I thought the Daredevil show was a snooze fest and I couldn't finish it. But I don't talk about yeah. that because every so... single person I've ever mentioned that to uh, thinks I'm stabbing them in the chest with that information. Yeah, like, honestly, I will, I don't, I'm still going through season one. Like, I like it, but I'm like, I wish it was better. <laughs> but I do think that, like, by releasing week to week, it'll help, it'll help make it so that the episodes are more standalone and satisfying. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited, and look, I do think that Daredevil, just in general, is a darker character. And I think that's something the MCU desperately needs after Thor Love and Thunder really it was the first it was honestly the first time we heard so many people so many people say finally this is too jokey they've gone full sitcom <laughs> yeah which is something I feared and yeah like you know what Thor Ragnarok is this weird example of a great movie that ruined a franchise <laughs> that's kind of true <laughs> yeah so yeah I am Looking forward to Daredevil. Um, I do think that maybe under Marvel Studios, it can fix some of the issues I had with the show. So, I don't, what do you think about... Because you didn't really love the TV show, the Netflix show, but what do you think about Marvel getting their hands on it and yeah. giving it another go? Um, when... I, I, I never look into enough. When I see, like... I think I thought I was a little more excited. I think when I thought this was a movie, because I just thought like oh. one shot. I I couldn't get into the series. It was like two. Or, I would rather have yeah. it be a movie too, which is usually not the case. But with uh, with this, I just was like because I didn't love the show. I was hoping it would be a movie. It is, however, you know Marvel Studios. I th- I think it could easily be better. Um, I think in concept, uh, and I've, I've had the, I haven't read them yet, but there's some comics that sound really, some Daredevil comics that sound really, really good. Um, and so the character seems awesome to me. It could easily be like a favorite, but I don't just, I can't, I can never quite explain what it was. Like, I can't think of it critically, but I just found the show so boring. You know what you should watch to get into Daredevil? Because this is what got me into Daredevil. Once you get Disney Plus again, mm-hmm. or you can buy them off iTunes, but yeah. once you get Disney Plus, go to the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and watch the two-parter where Daredevil guest stars. And it is awesome. Okay, It's where Peter Parker is framed for espionage, and it's about Spider-Man and Daredevil teaming up to clear Peter Parker's name, and they got the Kingpin in there. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a better way to introduce it to me. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I I, I agree oh. that the that Marvel needs, you know, a, a character like this. Yeah. So, I've been debating about bringing this up, but I guess we will. Why not? So, next one up is Captain America New World Order. Now, look, I'll I just admit, 
I think it's a mistake to replace Steve Rogers. Because when I think of Captain America, I want to see Steve Rogers. Now, my hope is, no announcement or anything, my hope is that Steve Rogers will appear in the movie as like Bruce Wayne did in Batman Beyond. Right. And now look, some people will say, well, what about Batman Beyond? You know, people like that. But there's a difference between having Bruce there still helping versus no Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond. Like, if Bruce wasn't in Batman Beyond, I would not have watched that show. But because it has the character... Because it has the real Batman in there, it helps mm-hmm. it. It does. It makes it still feel like... Like Batman. And look, this could change if we do see Steve Rogers in another thing. Because it would totally change the context of... Alright, here is Sam doing his thing, but we know... We can go see Steve in something else. So they do coexist. Like, yeah. It's different in the comics when you still have both of them. You have Captain America still doing his thing and Sam Wilson doing his thing. Just like it's a very different experience reading <clears throat> Ultimate Spider-Man, the first introduction of Miles Morales, where they kill off a version of Peter Parker and Miles is replacing him, versus now in the Marvel Comics and Spider-Verse, they coexist. So, and just my opinion, Sam was always there for Steve. Steve should be there for Sam. But, so, in general, I'm not that excited about, but I will say this. I have seen the first two episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And, Easily, it is the best of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Like, not even close. (laughs) And, like, there's two ways to look at. One is, like, the way the show is, and one is kind of what's been going on in general with the MCU. Mm -hmm. So, in the show, there's a little bit of a mystery to where Steve Rogers is. Like, people don't know where is he. There's a rumor that he's on the moon or something. It kind of leaves it up to the audience, like, where where is Steve? Like, they don't say, like, oh, yeah. Sam's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all this crap. Well, Steve, the little jerk, is on a beach somewhere sipping lemonade or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, in my opinion, he's post-Endgame, if he's not going to be Captain America for a little bit, Steve Rogers should be the new Nick Fury. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that Sam in the show is kind of saying what I'm thinking, which is that no one should be Captain America. No one else but Steve Rogers should be Captain America. I'm like, yeah, I agree with Sam. But someone did have to be it. It should be Sam. But, and, it's just, I don't like the idea of the show. But they're just, now I've heard that afterwards the show does dip in quality. But from the first two, I'm just like, I don't like this idea, but it is being executed Mm. pretty well. That's good. And when I look at the MCU now, in the post-Endgame MCU, now that they've introduced Toby and Andrew, 
And they introduced Charles Xavier playing an alternate version of Professor X. And we know that X-Men 97, they'll find a way to cross over. They won't just leave it be, even though they should. By bringing that in, it's a little bit like... And just as a fan, as a fan of Marvel, it feels like even though this isn't the real Marvel Universe, those ones are. So it's like, alright, this is an alternate Marvel Universe now, where those are kind of the real ones. You know what right. I mean? yeah. So it, it kind of removes a little bit of like the baggage of some of these decisions they've mm-hmm. had. So I kind of go either way about if I will see Captain America New World mm-hmm. Order. But I I would like to see Steve Rogers behind the scenes like Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond or Peter Parker in the Spider-Girl comics. Because let's be honest... The only reason he's not there is because Marvel decide that, oh, we're all, Chris Evans' schedule will decide, you know, what happens with Steve Rogers. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just, I don't know, but look, if, if what we had in Falcon and Winter Soldier, the first two episodes, is like New World Order, maybe. Maybe I'll check it out, but... Still a lot to ask. Yeah, for sure. Although it would change if we do see Steve in another thing. So then it's like, all right, Steve's doing that. I'll go see what Sam's up to. By the way, I still want a movie where they're both Captain America. And they're <laughs> like one's throwing the shield to the other. Then they, it'd be yeah. so cool. Like the comics going on right now. Yeah, I mean, that that would be awesome. So... I don't have anything else besides Fantastic Four. If I mean, I don't think you care about Thunderbolts, do you? I, I, w- I didn't even know what it was, so I was reading what it was. Um, it's like the villains all yeah. coming together. Okay. Kind of a cool name, but so that's all I let's can say talk about. about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I do have. I do remember seeing the ads for those comics in the two thousands. Yeah. Um. So, um, oh, I guess before we move on, what what are your thoughts about Captain America? What is it? It's not uh, new. Is it New World yeah, Order? Yeah, New World I think? Order. Um, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. I just went on that whole thing about Captain America about yeah. how no, but you it's know, uh, conflicting. But feelings. it's uh, you know, it's you know the thoughts on scene. I uh, I don't. No, uh, I guess it's one of the ones I'm more excited about, but I just, I'm not gonna, I guess I'm not gonna see it just cause it's called Captain America. So I have to give it a, yeah. I have to give it a second and see what it's about, get a sense of it. It might even have to come out and I'll have to hear about it. Like I just, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know yet. So, so- um, that's all I can really say about that. Um, I mean, if we found out Steve Rogers was a supporting character, would that increase it, the excitement for you? Or because I know it, it would for it me. It probably, but. it probably wouldn't affect the decision as much as it would for you. Um, but I would really like that to be the case. So, um, yes. Yeah. All right. 
So should we move on to my the movie announcement I was most excited sure. for? Sure. Is it this that I'm sharing right now, or are we on? <laughs> oh, yes, it is. It's the one where we knew it was coming, but we finally have a release date, which I think I'm... I don't know if I mentioned it to you, like, either on the show or in person. Like, The Batman 2, they announced it. I, you have a release date? No, I don't care. I just don't yeah. get excited unless there's a release <laughs> date. But we finally have a release date for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, I've been talking about how since they decide to get rid of Iron Man, Captain America, Black Panther, they kind of ruined Hulk. They don't really have it. anchor characters, yeah. you know? Like, like... I'll just say this. Infinity Saga, I went to those movies to see Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Hulk, and a later Black Panther. Thor, Ant-Man were nice bonuses, but those weren't the ones I really cared that much about. They were bonuses before we got to the movies I really cared mm-hmm. about. But now we, they've put Spider-Man, at least for now, on the right track. We have Daredevil, and now we're getting... The- Fantastic Four! Yes. I am really looking forward to this. Uh, this is the movie. This is the one movie I will for, for sure be going to. Uh, we'll talk about why they didn't announce Spider-Man later. Because, mm-hmm. well, we'll just say it now. That's a Sony decision. That's not up to Marvel to oh, announce okay. a Spider-Man movie. So that's why there's not a Spider-Man 4 Got it. Okay. announcement. Um... Because even I forget that sometimes, but Sony is the one who will make that announcement. So, Fantastic Four, I am looking forward to it. Fantastic Four is up there with one of my favorite Marvel groups. I love the thing, Human Torch. Oh, boy. So, I hope it's great. This is the one movie. Look, I'm not going to lie. Am I still a little nervous about it since it's... MCU right now, of course, but if I'm going to root for one until we have a Spider-Man announcement, Fantastic Four is the one I'm rooting for, so I hope it's good because it could bring some fresh life into the MCU that it really kind of desperately needs right now. So, and look, I like the two Tim Story Fantastic Four movies from the 2000s. Get over (laughs) it. So, uh, what are your thoughts about finally have a release date for Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like Fantastic Four, and it uh, kind of uh, meshes with my, like... um, Like, I like those early Marvel things. I like... I straight up really like the, uh, you know, early Spider-Man comics and the the cheesiness of that. And so I always kind of, you know, I connect it in my mind. So even though I don't have as much of a history with Fantastic Four, I'm always really excited about um, the idea of Fantastic Four finally coming to MCU. Um, So, yeah, I would say that this... It's probably... Yeah, I'd say this is the one I'm most excited for, too. Uh, unfortunately, it's the furthest away. But I, what I like... To me... Well, there's two others further away, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, of these. Um, to, I think the thing that I'm most interested in, and this all reflects what you just said, but um, even more than just, like, 
breathing some more life into this franchise. I think this is the point, like a real um, turning point where it could be that this is a true new entire era of the of Marvel movies, like where they can finally have anchor characters again, and uh, like it would feel just completely fresh if they were to build the universe around some new characters. Um, uh, or the flip side of that, if it kind of feels like more of the same, but now they've done it with Fantastic Four, then we've reached we've reached the end but uh i think this is the this is the the announcement that is and of course you know perfect for announcing phase six or whatever but this is the announcement that kind of gives the most hope that that could happen oh yes so I guess we should probably talk about the other two that are coming out. Sure. <laughs> that was the one. That was the one, um, even though I was like, yeah, Fantastic Four and Daredevil. And look, other people were excited too, but there's another, there's a couple other ones that people were looking forward to. One is that we're going to have two Avengers movies in 2025, which, look. I'll say it right now. I don't think they both will come out in 2025. <laughs> but if they do, that will be quite the accomplishment. That Even if they're both terrible, <laughs> I'll be like, you know what? They went for it. Yeah. And I respect that. <laughs> Sometimes you got you have to like be like, all right, let's give it a shot. Because you know what? If that works, maybe one day we could have two Batman movies <laughs> in a year. Well, I mean, technically, it sounds like next year we'll have Three with Batman, but mm-hmm. yeah, fully. yeah. I think the closest we've had was um, Black Panther, and then Black Panther was in Avengers: Infinity War a few months later. Right. Yeah. So first up is Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, which Kang is a villain that I've been wanting to have in an Avengers movie even before Thanos and Ultron, because I loved. The version they had in Avengers <coughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the animated series. So, and look, the the news about that, it's based, it's also, I, had not, I hadn't really heard of it, but it is based on a Avengers storyline. So, you know what? I'll get the comics. I'll at least get the comics, because yeah. I'm at least a little bit curious. Yeah. The thing is... <coughs> is that, for me, the thing that kills my excitement a little bit, although there was one thing that did raise it a little bit, even though I haven't seen the movie, it's gonna, this first one will be directed by the director who directed Shang-Chi. Now, I have not seen Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. but whenever I hear people talk about the MCU, Phase 4, and let's be honest, I don't know if you've heard it, uh, but a lot of people are really disappointed in Phase 4. The two things I hear, everyone says, Phase 4 sucks, except for Spider-Man. Oh. But I also hear the one thing that people are also saying is that they like Shang-Chi, so... Right. Hopefully, that will be good, so... But the thing that gets me not as excited is we don't know who the lineup of the Avengers is going to be. Yeah. 
So, I think because the dude directed Shang-Chi is directing, I think that obviously makes it so Shang-Chi will be in it. Mm-hmm. The only other one I, I'm fairly certain will be Sam Wilson as Captain America. Which, I kind of think, like, in an Avengers movie, it makes more sense for Steve not to be there. Like, right. if we were doing Justice League Beyond, it makes more sense for Terry McGinnis to just be there and not Bruce Wayne. Right. Versus, like, in if it was just Batman Beyond, be like, where's Bruce Wayne? Versus in this one, it... Yeah, I can see that. It wouldn't be as detracting, so there's that. Hulk, maybe, but they've they've really butchered Hulk since Ragnarok. I mean, I like Thor in Ragnarok. I mean, after Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, Thor is a maybe, but does anyone care about Thor anymore? <laughs> I don't think so. What about Spider-Man? Could Spider-Man be in it? I think maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, could we see Steve Rogers be in this one? Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Though I think the next one's probably more likely. So, and Daredevil's possibly. The two I'm, I think are most likely, and the two I'm rooting for, are obviously the one I'd want in it the most is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And because I don't think it will, like, affect a, an Avengers movie, it won't be like, where's Steve? Where's Steve? I would like to see Sam Wilson as Captain America in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm. it's hard for me because I know a little bit more about Secret Wars than I do Kang Dynasty. So, <clears throat> Kang is a great villain, so it's nice that he's there. So, what do you think about Avengers Kang Dynasty? Yeah. I guess my thing is, uh, like, this feels like the thing to immediately, like, excite people the most, um, because it feels like the core of the MCU, but I don't know if it, like, for me, I don't care so much with just the Avengers name being thrown there. I care more about what characters are in it, so not knowing that makes me just, like, to me, you've barely announced anything. I, I just, yeah. it's going to be a movie with some compilation of different characters fighting together. Not knowing who that is, what the Avenger, what that means now, the Avengers, uh, I don't have excitement for it yet. Um, if it was confirmed to have Spider-Man in it, <laughs> I guess that's all it takes. I was going to say more, I was going <laughs> to list more. If it was confirmed to have Spider-Man in it, I'd be excited. Oh yeah, honestly, that's that's enough right yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, are there any characters you'd want to see in it? Like, um, maybe if it's good. Like, I'd like to see Steve Rogers, Sam's Captain America, and Hulk. But what any ones you'd want to see in there? I mean, I think I'd like to. I think I yeah, I'd, I like the idea of uh, Sam Captain America as well. Um, I think. I think I'd like if you you know you're the if it's supposed to be the same franchise I'd like maybe as many as po- like the problem is like you said Hulk and Thor are like have you ruined 
any hope for these characters. I guess my... I would lean towards, like, wanting to have Thor in it. But, you know, maybe it being in an Avengers movie, it would feel... Like, you could make it feel more like classic Avengers Thor. Maybe there's some character growth that could happen there, but I haven't seen... Maybe we're too far off. But I would hope that someone else... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is three years away. Uh, well, I guess I, I mean, maybe they we're too far off from like redeeming characters that are. Um... Oh, honestly, I think you're right. <laughs> but although they did with Spider Man, yeah. so I would say, I would say a hopeful Thor pick, Spider Man, um, some version of Captain America, um. Yeah. Or both. At least one. Uh, so probably Sam. Um, who else? I mean, I guess... I guess... The other ones... Hmm. I mean, I guess you've got... It's... I don't know if I... I'll say it maybe... Maybe... Um, uh, like, would the, I, I actually, this is a question. Would the new Black Panther, like, would that fit in the same thing where it's like, it's okay if it's someone different because it's an Avengers movie? You mean like, with oh, the no, audience, I mean, or uh, just... So you, you felt more okay with, uh, Sam as Captain America because it's an Avengers movie than, a, like, a standalone movie. Like, that feels more normal. Well, like, it, because I don't feel like in an Avengers movie, it won't be like, where is Steve? Where is Steve? If the world is coming together, that means Steve's probably busy doing something else. Right. But, like, T'Challa is dead. So okay. it's a bit like... Eh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to mostly stick to... It just has to have Spider-Man in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what? I'll mention two I'd like to have in there. The Thing from Fantastic Four and Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even... Um, dang, I wasn't even really thinking about... Thinking about how this is after Fantastic Four. So, there's... <laughs> yeah. I'd like one. I'd like Spider-Man and w at least one Fantastic Four character to be in it. Yes. So let's move on to the final announcement from this: the capper to the multiverse saga, uh, Avengers: Secret Wars. Now, so. Secret Wars, there are two comics named Secret Wars. One was where they were it was they were brought to this planet and it was all the heroes versus all the villains. And there was also a Secret Wars storyline done in 2015 which combined which smashed together all the characters of the multiverse into battle, battle world and it was all about them trying to put the world back to the way it was. And kind of ending... I mean, it was kind of supposed to end the multiverse, but we know the multiverse never dies. It always comes back. Even in the Arrowverse, where they said the multiverse was gone, 
it's back now. But um, I, I just want to bring this up real quick. There's a little bit of personal connection for me with the second Secret Wars storyline. And maybe it can happen with here. Because in the 2010s, as I call it, the lost decade for Marvel, I had given up on Marvel Comics because they were these dumb, very jokey kind of pieces of garbage. And they were just awful. But what the thing that got me to read it was the return of Ultimate Peter Parker and Ultimate Spider-Man. The return of a Spider-Man. <laughs> then I read... Then the, after that storyline ended, we had Spider-Verse. Which is multiple Spider-Men coming together. Then afterward, there was Secret Wars. Which was a comic that I was so looking forward to. It was like... And every, like, whenever a new one came out, I would devour it, be like, oh, this is awesome. And it brought closure to the MCU, to the Ultimate Marvel Universe, put the main Marvel Universe back on track. And I just maybe, just maybe, this could be the thing that either wraps up the MCU and puts Marvel back on track. Because I will say this. I'll throw this out there. This was a rabbit hole, but, you know, because of time, we're jumping ahead of stuff. I have this question to ask you, because I mentioned how the multiverse saga, very short amount of time span compared to the Infinity mm -hmm. Saga. Is this, is Avengers Secret Wars Kevin Feige's last Marvel movie before he goes on to do something else? I think... It might be, and that this is the end of the MCU. Yeah. And that whatever happens afterwards, it's going to uh, reboot yeah. the Marvel Universe. Because all we've heard is that, look, their anchor characters are gone. They kind of butchered other characters. And now, there's like, how are you supposed to do X-Men when you've never mentioned mutants before? Right. Even, like, if it's just, like, retconning stuff, like how... Ben Affleck's Batman will be retconned into Michael Keaton's. That's kind of rebooting the DCEU. Yeah. I think that Avengers Secret Wars is the end of the current MCU. At least... At minimum, I think we're going to have a bunch of retcons. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? Is this... Is this it? Is this the grand finale? Um, I think it really could be, too. Um... And look, I also wanted to bring yeah. up something. It comes out in 2025, which is the 20th anniversary of when Marvel Studios was formed. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, two decades. Um, so, I mean, I really, really think it could be, and it seems like uh, a good time. Um, I guess I'm... Uh, so this sort of announcement I heard about an opinion of like um, sort of splitting the characters into two categories of like the more extraterrestrial threats versus the more uh, like earth level local threats kind of thing. Um, do you know if this is more of a discussion of like where to go with Marvel 
after the multiverse saga ends. Because, like, I don't know, personally, on the slate, I don't necessarily see that much that it still all seems tied to multiverse to me. Well, you mentioned... So. Yeah, that's a mention for um, Spider-Man Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil, we have a release date. Spider-Man, we're going to get one in Phase mm-hmm. 5. But that's not up to Disney to announce. That's up to Sony. Okay. So, so. I think that... I I will be very surprised if a Spider-Man doesn't come out before Secret Wars. Okay, that does recontextualize things because I was wondering if that was more of a vision for after this, um, after the multiverse saga. But knowing that some of that vision is going to be in this part of the saga, I do think that's the end. All right, now, question. We asked this the last one. Who is going to be in the Avengers in this movie? And I will say it, <laughs> everyone. Everyone, from Chris Evans' Cap to Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man to Tobey Maguire as Spider Man to Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and Wade Wilson as Deadpool. I think this is it. Everyone. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, you know about, more about the story of Secret Wars uh, than I do. I know a little, I think, like, it's not out of the question, but. By the way, I don't want Toby and Andrew in this one, because if they're in it, I don't think they're oh, coming yeah. out. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be everyone. Like, as soon as you posed the question, I was like, maybe, like, everyone in the more immediate, like, MCU, like, uh, somewhat more main cast, non-multiverse, but... I think at minimum, everyone who's ever been, every Marvel character who's ever been MCU proper will be in it. I think Iron Man, I think, even if it's not Robert Downey Jr., I think we'll see CGI Iron Man. There's just the suit and maybe a voice actor doing the voice. I think, for sure, this is one of the ones Chris Evans is coming back for. And if it's to play that stupid Steve Rogers <laughs> from What If, I will be very upset if that is what they brought him back for. But they said they brought him back for one movie with the possibility of two, so... Yeah, I mean... I could certainly see it happening with, you know, grand finale. Um... I'm a little more hedged on my bets for that, but could be pretty big. Yes, because this is the capper to the multiverse yeah, saga. Yeah, so I do think it's going to be a very multiversey ending. Like it, uh, it makes sense. Um, yes. So I guess we kind of agreed that um, of all the upcoming movies, Fantastic Four is the one we're most yeah, excited for. Um, did you have a show you were most looking forward to? Because I mentioned Daredevil. I, we didn't really talk that much about the show. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would probably be Daredevil to, like, give the character another shot. But I'm not really, like, super looking forward to any of them. <laughs> I guess if I had to that, choose no, one, I, I guess I'll yeah, choose I wasn't Matt Murdock. To, yeah, I wasn't trying to hide, hide that at all. I wasn't. I just wasn't that. I'm not that excited for any of the, the shows, um, the movie, like, you know, Fantastic Four, 
I'm excited for. I'm excited for. I'm still. I mean, I'm still excited for anything. Anything Spider-Man that's gonna come out. I like. I I think it could. I, my my faith is pretty revitalized at this point. Oh, also, I'll say I think the main team of Secret Wars will be a different team than Kang Dynasty. Hmm. Like, if Sam is the leader of the Avengers and Kang Dynasty, I think in Secret Wars it'll the main focus will be a different team led by oh, Steve Rogers. Hmm. Um. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, those those are the things I'm most excited for in some case, or lack thereof, um, because I'm in a more wait-and-see kind of... Uh, I mean, I wish I, I wish you could bring more excitement to the end of this episode, but um, I had other things I was excited for. Well, so. did we want to quickly do a few rabbit holes, just to wrap um, it up on a high pick note? Pick one rabbit hole that's like... Rapid uh, pace. Because I, I mean, I don't know. I we should probably bring more of those to the next one. Because I don't want this one to go. I don't yes. want the. I don't want the last one to go too short. All right. Who is? All right, we'll do this. I if I've asked this before, we can skip it. But this is why I think is interesting to you. Who is the main character of the DCEU? And who is the main character of the MCU? Both big universes. But if you could say this is the main character of each, who is it? So, um, for the MCU, and we, I mean, oh. Hmm. It's tough, because for the MCU, I would normally have said Iron Man, actually, but he's dead, so I would lean uh, Captain America... Um, yeah, at this point, I'd say Captain America. And for the DCEU... I mean, like, of all time, of the whole thing. Not now, just the whole thing. If you look at everything that's come out from beginning till present, who is the main character? Um... Yeah, I want to... Hmm... I would. I actually. I guess it just feels this way because. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Captain America, um, and. Uh, gosh, for the DCEU. It's weird because. M- my leaning is to say Superman, but that's just like sad. But it does feel like you know. <laughs> you know, that way, kind of, and then, uh, you know, a lot of, like, the, the Justice League movie was... I, I mean, at this point... Uh, I could be more generous and uh, have, like, a... Yeah, I gotta say... Unless I can be convinced otherwise for things I didn't think of, I'm gonna have to go Captain America, Superman, which seems like the obvious ones. But again, both of them are like just not really in it anymore. So I just I don't. I'm curious what your answers would be though because um, it's difficult to me because how can you call them like the main character when like 
their finale, as far as we know, has already happened and it's still going. Yes. It's tough. Yeah. It's like The Office with Michael Scott. <laughs> so, for me, for the MCU, I would say there is a debate about who is it. Yeah. And we know the debate between the big two. But while Iron Man, I think, has had more appearances, I would almost say the main character is Captain America. He was the first Avenger. He is the leader of the core uh, franchise, which is the Avengers. Steve Rogers, Captain America, I think, is the main character. And when there's a scene in there in Avengers Infinity War, which he's not in a lot, but there's a scene where it shows that Cap is the opposite of Thanos. Where there's a scene, because Thanos wants to give up half of human life. And there's the scene at Avengers, the Avengers mansion, whatever it was, the compound, where Vision is talking about giving Thanos the stone. And Cap says, we don't trade lives, Vision. And it's just like the complete opposite Mm -hmm. of Thanos. So, and the um, end game, the final scene is with Captain America. So... I would say Captain America is the main Mm -hmm. character of the MCU. For the DCEU, for me, is no contest. The main character of the DCEU is Ben Affleck's Batman. Even though he's not the one with the solo movie, he, um... Superman technically appeared first, but Batman, I think, has been, like, the main thing. Like, He was the lead character in Batman vs. Superman. He's the one who assembles the Justice League. And now he's kind of the one appearing in cameos, being the one keeping it together. And when Flash flips it to where Michael Keaton is, Keaton is going to be the one kind of keeping it as one main universe. So I would say Ben Affleck Batman is the main character yeah. of and you know, DCEU. Um, the thing really keeping me from saying Batman was the fact that, like, most of it was just... Like, he has kind of been the most common thread, but it's just so much been in cameos that's, like... What, like... You know, it didn't, like... I didn't necessarily feel like... Um, things... Like, a lot of those cameos were, like, main character material... Um, and not having a solo movie. Well, when you think about it, he's only been a cameo in one movie. Yeah. In two, yeah. In two movies, he's um, been the lead. Uh, but, yeah, w- that said, the thing that you said that convinced me was the bringing together the Justice League, which I didn't think about at the time. So that I like that the fact that he is... Um, that he has that going for him actually does kind of convince me. So, um, with that, I, I think that's the, the positive note to end it on, so. Yes, I was very glad, because, you know, we brought up, yeah. this, this is the end of the MCU. Well, so some people died a long time ago, but yes, uh, there is goodness coming. Fantastic Four, Daredevil, um, the return of Batfleck yeah. himself. So much good stuff. So, let's, uh pin this tail on the donkey and do one more.
But before going off to one more, I'd like to wish you all, uh, wish you all uh, tune in next week or Paul is going to fire us. And to also wish you, yeah. And to also wish you a happy trip falling down the rabbit hole.